last. We are live. We are Evil Squid Comics Podcast. This is episode one of volume three. I'm calling, I'm calling volumes of this season. Yeah, it's it's like comic books. So yeah, I'm Drew. I'm Scott. I'm Don. And we get together every two weeks is the plan schedule. We haven't ever quite made it that consistently, but we're pretty close. We did 24 episodes last year. So every nice. couple of weeks we get together, we talk about uh, movies, TV shows, a lot, a lot of comic books. That's kind of our main focus, but we definitely dabble in a lot of other stuff. So, yeah. Happy New Year, Don. Happy New Year. Happy New so, Year, guys. Don's got his everything's hat on. Everything's happy now. We're just storming the Capitol. Revolution is here. Man, they had a little gallows out there. I'm surprised they didn't have like a guillotine. You yeah, know. I know, right? That is true. Let them eat cake. Maybe thinking the same thing. Maybe all those senators who were protesting or questioning, maybe they shouldn't have riled everybody up like that as they're hovering behind their seat in the Capitol building. Like, oh, hmm. Maybe I shouldn't have whipped it up into a frenzy. But hey, you know, whatever. Try not trying to get political or whatever. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sorry I started it. Well, it's all good. That's okay. Um, I guess we need to delve right into the big story of the of the last couple of weeks. Wonder Woman eighty four. Oh wow, you want to jump I right mean, into that? Everybody loved it, right? It was like the best Wonder Woman movie ever. Yeah. Did you Did you watch I, it, Drew? I watched it one night. I was falling asleep, so I stopped it because I didn't want to miss any of this awesomeness. So I started the next night at where I left off and I was starting to doze off again. And so my wife, I, my wife said, if you fall asleep, I'm turning this off because I'm not watching it. If you're not watching it, because <laughs> she was not too impressed. And I said, just if I, if I fall asleep, just slap me, just, just hit me as hard as you can. Keep me awake. So I powered through. It, it is two and a half hours of movie. It yeah, is very it's a long. Long movie. Yes. Yeah. So I want to know Scott. It's easily been two hours, I think. There wasn't that much story to cover. Did Scott see it? I did. I did you like it? it? Did no, I'm kidding. <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. <laughs> no, I um, I don't think I may be as harsh as Drew is on it, or yourself, from what he's told me. But um, I I. I think some of the I, I like the actors overall you know type stuff I think I like Gal Gadot I like Chris Pine uh, some of that stuff I love Pedro Pascal uh, I think even Kristen Wiig does a, a fairly decent job there but I think the story itself is just very uh, it just didn't a- appeal to me and for a movie that sat long I felt like at the beginning, I was okay with kind of the 80, the 1980s nostalgia, some of this stuff going on. Um, you know, the middle and what they were doing, it's like, yeah, you're starting to lose me. Some of the action sequences I'm not that fond of. I thought that action sequence in what, the Middle East or something was a little weird and hokey. Um, that was like the that? best part of the movie, like when they're fighting like the caravan the tank yeah the so i didn't think that action sequence was the best i mean the mm-hmm. the special effects seemed a little hokey on it and yeah, and and weird i mean it seemed almost like a television show special effects versus a movie and uh 
and then the last like third i mean it just totally jumped the shark in for me with this whole i need more wishes i want everybody make a wish uh, revoke your wishes yeah, everybody do this i don't know it was it just seemed weird and uh so i i don't know like i said i i didn't wasn't i was going in with an open mind and i do feel like i like the actors i thought they really tried with the material they were given but at the end of the day it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth hmm. so i've never so my hot take is i didn't like the first wonder woman that movie that much i was a little more excited about this one because it was set in the 80s looked like it might be kind of a cool like ragnarok thor kind of vibe you know yeah. And but then Don had texted me, said it was pretty bad before I even watched it, and so my expectations immediately shot pretty low. So I don't know that I hated it. I mean, it wasn't good, but I don't think any of the DC movies have really been yeah. good. And so I'm, I don't know if I can quite put my finger on what about it that was bad because I just had so low expectations by the time I watched it. That I mean, it was kind of entertaining. It was kind of fun but it just wasn't there just wasn't much there i really thought that initial sequence of like where, she, where she's doing the trial or whatever with the amazons or whatever that was horrible i thought it was just totally i just don't know what it was there for yeah i don't know what was I, think it it had, I think it's been some with the theme but i couldn't was really it? find what the theme uh, yeah was i wasn't real movie. sure what it yeah. was and i it thought was there that, to, oh go ahead it was there it was there to set up the whole theme of the movie yeah, that whole, that's what I thought. But I didn't 20, get it. Twenty-five minutes. That ridiculous opening was all about whatever the thing, the whatever it was. Because she says to her, "What? What was it? Something about?" I'm saying I watched. You have to earn it or something. The movie. I still can't tell you what the theme what, was. You can't get what you wish for. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't no. know. You can't cheat to get what you want or something. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. She yeah. Cheated. It was, it was, yeah, it was something like that. Like you have to earn it. You can't just have things hand whatever. That that was that whole Yeah, obviously that moral totally floated over my head. And maybe that was part of the bad filmmaking of some of that, because I didn't feel like she cheated. I felt like she didn't understand where the, all the flags were because she was trying to catch back up to get involved to the race because she fell off her horse, you know, type thing. And so she was trying to figure out a way to get herself back involved. I didn't. I thought that it was more of an accident than that she was actually really out there to cheat. So, yeah. and maybe That's, that was my fault I'm, of not picking things up. It wasn't that clear. Well, the movie just didn't seem like it flowed very well. But it just, well, what I didn't understand, it seemed like there were, Many now maybe it's because I was kept falling asleep, but many times during the movie I felt kind of lost. It's like, well, what's happening? Why is this working this way? Like I didn't understand the rules of the movie very well. I would did agree with that totally. Did anybody else feel that they didn't explain the rules? Like this wishing stone. Okay, you wish, and then you got it. Well, then he became the stone, and then people had to wish. Like there were all these like little rules. But when, but when they he gave them their wish, he got something in return. Yeah, but how? What just, the hell? I type thing. I don't know. I couldn't figure out the rules. And I didn't realize you could revoke it. You know, type thing. Yeah. It's all of a sudden at the end. You and know, then her I, powers are fading. I'm like, well, why are her powers fading? Why is Cheetah getting powers? Why is she losing powers? Why? I didn't uh, understand all the rules. Yes, I agree. Like there were consequences, but I didn't get it. Like it I wasn't explained well enough to me. Something there. Done. Oh, well, no, I I got the movie. I understood the movie. I one, 
my take is I I don't know what was wrong with that movie, but it was not a good movie. The the op that's not the way you open a movie. Like look at Thor Ragnarok, right? Like I don't know. Like that's how you open a movie, right? Like it's funny and then it's all action and then <laughs> what? With some Led Zeppelin? Yeah. And then the whole the whole eighties thing, like that was the worst eighty like they blew that. Like it was just it didn't know, it work. All. It didn't work. It was terrible. Like it didn't make me feel like, ooh, I'm back in the eighties. Like I lived through that. Like I wouldn't have wanted to live through the eighties if that was what the eighties were like. I mean, it was just and then I don't know, it was just too long. And but that point where they figured it out and they're like, Well, you either have to revoke your wishes or you have to destroy the stone, right? Like those are the two ways out. I immediately I thought of sacrifice where Wonder Woman is snaps Max Lord's head and kills him. Right? And I'm like, Oh, if they do that, maybe that'll be cool because like it's doing something. It's like taking a chance and the, the DC universe has gone totally dark. I'm like, that would be cool. But then they didn't do that at the end of the movie. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. The, you know like the humor wasn't good. The humor was, and like Chris Pratt or not Chris Pratt, but uh, Chris Pine. Like, he's just like wandering around in a movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like he, I don't know. It just it it must have been bad writing, bad directing. I I don't know. I did not enjoy. It. I wanted my two and a half. Movie. I wanted my two and a half hours back. Like that's Ow. all I wanted was my two and a half hours back that okay. I wasted on the movie. I didn't feel quite I, that bad. You, you didn't pay for it. You can't ask for your money back. You just have to ask for your time back. Right. Exactly. I mean, no. I I did not like it. There wasn't anything that I liked. The only thing that I could say that I kind of sort of liked was that they did the invisible plane. Like, that's it. Yeah. And Wonder Woman doesn't fly, does she? Yes, she does, I think. With the magic yes. lasso. With the lasso of truth. Uh, in well, the I, comics, I think periodically she flies and doesn't fly. I think it's just not really... I don't, but that doesn't matter. That That's not why like the movie was terrible because she flew it's just that i i didn't know that she could fly because i thought like in dark knight returns doesn't her and superman fly up into the air together and you know do stuff it's possible i didn't i didn't like the first i didn't really like the first movie either i i don't think that i don't think that gal gadot is is a great actress like everybody seems to I think i mean I, I think she's a good Wonder Woman, though. I did enjoy her screen presence and her charisma on screen. Like, she was the best thing about that movie, was just her and her charisma. And I thought she did a good Wonder Woman, like her personality. Now that you've seen her in one movie, she kind of has her shtick. So I thought that was thought, the best part, but that doesn't mean it was good. I thought Kristen Wiig was the best part of that movie. Yeah, she's all right. She just seemed like, she just seemed like the best actor actress like i don't know it, it like yeah, i thought pedro one... pascal was even though his character was slimy and whatnot i thought he was the best actor of them all is that maxwell the guy that played maxwell lord, maxwell lord yeah. yeah that's the mandalorian you know oh that's the mandalorian it is no i didn't know that, but game of thrones he is he plays the best character in game of thrones 
the stupid. My favorite character in Game of Thrones that you just insulted. Jesus. He's a moron. Is he the guy that dances around and fights the... The mountain. The mountain, mountain, yes. And gets his ass okay. kicked. And gets his ass beat at the end. Because yes. he should have won. Well, he gets his head smashed, caved in, is what he gets. He's like my favorite character in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. The guy from Dorne? Yes. yes. Well, what, he was only in it for like half a season, wasn't he? I know. <laughs> but I, I know that the first like two episodes or whatever I seen him in, I told my wife, I said, I turned to her and said, well, shit, this guy's dead because I like him. Mm. So, and sure enough, by the end of the season, he was dead. So that. That, I called that one very, very quickly. Right. In fact, since she had read the books, I think she did like actually laugh when I said that. Yeah, sure <laughs> I did. Because I'm pretty sure she too. knew that. The book is just as disappointing when you're reading the book as it is watching the show. Like, they created the same feeling in the book. Like, did they? You're yeah. like, oh, he's going to win. This is awesome. And then it just turns. And you're like, yeah, he turns. Yeah, he goes, oh, my God. Yeah. So angry. It's still, yeah. it's the best. Anyway, I don't know. I can't put, I can't put my finger on it. I don't, I don't know why that movie didn't work. I don't know what it was. That's the problem, I can't pinpoint why it didn't work. It just didn't. Did you not feel that the special effects, though, were a little odd? When she runs down the street and other things, it just looks weird. <laughs> you know, to be honest with you, I really tried to stay with it and pay attention, but I probably, like, just, I was disappointed. Like, I had, I didn't have high hopes for it, but, like, seeing the trailers and, and like, they were kind of hyping it, like, I was, I was, I was excited to watch it. Let me put it that way. Like, it was, I anticipated watching that movie. I thought it was going to be at least, like, fun and a good time. Right. Exactly. Yeah, right. Especially from and it wasn't any of the fact that, that it was 1984, and they were kind of advertising it a little bit more as a lighthearted type of action film type of thing. You're right. There was probably a little bit of a hope there of a of a good DC movie, but I, I liked the first Wonder Woman. I know you guys didn't, but this was not. The second one was definitely not near as good as the first. Um, are you are either one of you guys excited for the um, the Zack Snyder cut of uh, Justice League? No. Are you gonna watch it? I'm not sure. I think I'll watch the long cut of Batman versus Superman. I think I need to watch the whole set. You know, and I used to have that somewhere, the long cut, and I've never watched it because I felt like that 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 Batman vs Superman. That is one of those damn movies that I wish I could get my money and my time back on because that one really pissed me off. They but, should make a Doomsday Clock movie, so I cannot force Snyder. myself to sit through Batman vs Superman again, even the extended cut. So yeah. even though I think I have it somewhere, there's a dog in your face. Holy so. crap! Oh, that's a big. That dog. is huge. How do you get downstairs? Is he allowed he downstairs? Likes, yeah, he likes to hang out down here with me. That's nice. cool. Wow. I think he wants to go outside, but I just took him outside. So I'm not taking him outside, but that's what he wants. It, it does at the end of the All day. All beer is the same. I mean, he's got a little bit of a, I don't know, something there, a little maybe caramel or something. I don't know what it is, but, yeah. but overall it's about beer. 
What about WandaVision? Doesn't that start like in a week or two? Like 15th of January, I think. Yeah, it's uh, not this Friday, but I think it's a week from Friday, actually. Seven. Yeah, Is so gonna... so it's not this Are Friday. Are they going to do it weekly? But uh, next week, Friday. Are they going to drop it all, or is it going to be weekly? No, uh, it'll be. It's Disney Plus. Disney they'll Plus do, doesn't drop. They'll like do that. a week at a time. You know, the only thing that I'm not happy about about all those new Marvel shows that they're coming out with on Disney, they're all of them are only six episodes. I didn't realize it was only six. Okay, I think it is. Yeah. Cool. That I, I was looking it up the other day, and every single one of them said like six episodes. Okay. Well, they got to get it out there and things. I mean, that show just looks weird. Like, I'm not sure who in my house wants to watch it. Like, Zach watches all the superhero movies, so maybe he'll watch it. But it doesn't really look like your traditional no superhero kid. movie. Brandy, my wife, likes uh, what Scarlet Witch there. So, uh, so she'll she's actually that's probably the one out of out of all of them they've announced that she's the most excited for. So she's looking forward to it. My wife watches the superhero movies, but not like like she watches them on her own. It you looks know. like you know when it comes to the Marvel stuff, Brady she gets really pissed if I would go see one of those about it. Whereas a Star Wars she could give a shit. She could yeah. care it looks like um like uh Wanda and Scarlet Witch like mixed up with Mad Men because it's supposed to be set like in the fifties or something. That each episode is supposed to like be set in a be different, set in a different a like decade. classic sitcom. Oh really? Uh, okay. okay. Like one is like kind of like I love Lucy, and one is kind of like, that's what I thought. Okay, I, don't know. I thought it was like different decades or something like it that. It probably is okay. that too, but each one maybe is an a, a, different a, decade, a sitcom, a sitcom in a different maybe. decade. Maybe I could totally okay. be off on that. I haven't really read that much about it. Um, I really, yeah, I really don't know much more than what we've seen in the trailers. To tell you the truth, yeah, I haven't even watched the trailers. I've just seen like still pictures. Wow. Well, yeah, I think you I know those pictures sometimes, sometimes move. You know, if you see the go hit the right place. It was an article. It was just like a picture. So my family on Christmas Day, here's what we did. We all sat down and did a marathon of the Mandalorian season two. Wow. I know. So That's we watched exciting. all eight episodes in on Christmas Day. It was like the best Christmas I just watched this gift they could give me. <laughs> I just watched two and a half hours of Wonder Woman Christmas night. Oh, you poor soul, you. I don't remember oh, when we watched it, but I know we watched it sometime there. I think we may have watched it the next night on Saturday or something like that. I don't remember. So Scott was closer. The premise is set after the events of Avengers Endgame. Wanda and Vision are living the ideal suburban life in the town of Westview, trying to conceal their powers. But as they begin to enter new decades and encounter television tropes, the couple suspects things are not as they seem. So I guess it is each decade or whatever. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But they encounter television tropes. I don't know. It's weird. It is weird looking. It's such an odd concept to have the first Marvel series on Disney Plus be this, right? Could be. I don't know. I mean, it's I mean, kind of out there. It may be even better. And it says the budget for the show, $225 million. Oh, wow. What? And it doesn't look like it's a lot of actions. I don't know what they spent $225 million on. Hmm. I don't think those That's actors are commanding a huge salary so those actors better be getting rich, up. Right. rich. Um, 
I wonder if, because I've never read it, but didn't Tom King do like a, a Vision yeah, comic book series? Yeah. I think it, it seems like it might be based on that. And then I read, like, I read an article, and I don't know, it might be a spoiler or whatever, but it, it sounded like it was saying that they're going to tie in because it was saying that all this is going to happen like in Wanda's head because Vision right. died, didn't he? Right. right. So far, anyway, so, as far as we're aware. So I guess the article was saying or alluding to that it, it all, it's all going to take place in Wanda's head, like kind of like that, the Wanda and the, the Vision and Scarlet Witch miniseries, maxi series or whatever, where they had kids and then didn't that all turn out to be just like she made it all up or whatever. Yeah, it's she's always been kind of like a reality manipulation type of thing. So. Right. So I don't know if that's what this is going to be either. But I read something that kind of alluded that that might be what it is. So I don't know. No, I think that's correct. Because um, you're right, Vision's dead. Have Have either of you guys seen the trailer for Is It Nobody with Bob Odenkirk? Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. It's a movie. It's coming out, I think, like in February, like in theater. It said like in theaters only or whatever. No, I think just in theaters. You should look it up. It's kind of like uh, you guys know who Bob Odenkirk is, right? Better Call Saul, right? Better Call Saul. Um, yeah. It's almost like a John Wick ripoff, but with like Bob oh. Odenkirk. Like, I don't see Bob. Oh, Odenkirk. gosh. I know what you're and talking like, about. I have seen this trailer now because it's more like a. It looks like a Taken or something like this almost. It's a guy with a super uh, particular set of skills. Yeah, he like used to work for the mob and he used to like be the cleaner or whatever. He would like come yes. in and take people out. And then they attack, like he crosses or he like, he's trying to live like, he put that life behind him. Yes. And then like. So you're right. It's like, it's like Taken or John Wick or one of those type of things. Yeah. Cool. But I don't know. Yeah, now that you it mentioned it, how are we going to see it, though? Because we can't go to the movie theater. Well, the theater, dude, it's 2021. Everything changed. Wait, at the store you wait a night. week or two, and then it's up there for to buy on streaming services. But the Regal's closed, dude. They're not open. It's a brand new year, man. But they're not we have open. a new president. Are they? Did the Regal open? Not yet. We don't have a new president yet, either. I'm just going to tell you. Yeah. I mean, that may not happen. Yeah, there's some stuff going on, dude. You know? They're going to overturn uh, that. We crap. still got 14 days to figure That's out right. if this is going to happen or not. I, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, me too. They're going to invoke the 25th Amendment and get him out of there. Yeah, whatever. We will see. We'll see. Um, I watched Tenet. How was that? I want to see it still. So... I heard it was so bad, Christian Nolan is going to go direct another Batman movie. That could be true. <laughs> um, okay. It is not. Here's, here's the thing. I liked Tenet, okay? Well, who wouldn't? It's, it looks awesome. And that's a lot of it. Is here's, I'm going to say this, and it'll probably make it sound like this movie was awful, okay, mm -hmm. in some cases. But the good things are Christopher Nolan and whoever his cinematographer is, those guys, they know what they're doing. They they set up great shots. I mean, the the sound, the overall musical score always goes well with what they're trying to do. You know, 
the scenes that they want to shoot. I mean, it's just a beautiful film. Uh, acting wise, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't think of the guy. I know his last name is Washington because he's like Denzel's son or something. David something Washington, I think, or something. He's Denzel's son? I believe so. And he, he is really good. Um, actually the new Batman guy, what the hell is his name? Patterson or whatever. He does a fairly decent job. Um, you know, it's a unique idea. I really got to give them, you know, credit for the fact that it's kind of this at least original idea type of movie. But at the end of the day, they, they, it's too long. It's really bloated. It's another, like another two and a half hours long type thing. Every single time that they try to talk, you know, and things and explain the damn concept of this movie, it, either the musical score is almost drowning them out or they've got fucking masks on and you can't understand what they're saying anyway. Almost like the Bane problem of the Dark Knight well, Returns someone, or whatever. Someone called so, Nolan on that, and he's like, you know, sometimes what they say isn't that important. And that's bullshit in this movie. <laughs> because he's trying to set up his universe throughout all these little-ass conversations, and you can't figure out then what the hell the rules are. Yeah, and maybe that's part of his idea, is he wants you to be so garbled that you really don't know what the rules I are, and so they can get away to. with yeah. all sorts of weird shit, and you can't really call him on it. I think that's what he's doing. So... It's on purpose, dude. You know, part of it, and he sets up this movie and everything else, and as you go through it and things, things happen, and it's got this little bit of a tiny, whiny, you know, aspect to it. So it begs you to try to watch it again, but by the time you spent this goddamn long to watch this whole thing and everything with what it is, it's like, eh, do I really want to watch this again to really figure out some of these things that they were trying to, to, to catch me on? I don't know, you know, that type of thing. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's not only trying to do some things, you know, with aspects of reversing certain as, uh, things that you're doing in time, but it's also a whole type of almost time travel aspects in it. And, and so at the end of the day, I don't know if the movie really – hits, but I got to give them props for trying to do something different and making it really sexy to, to, to do as well. But, um, you know, well, the movie almost takes itself too seriously. It almost comes across like I'm smarter than you and I know it. Yeah. You know, type of well, thing. that's every Christopher Nolan. Exactly. And, and it's a problem with him in general. That's right. He's too smart. That, well, he wants you to think that, you know, type yeah. things. And in this movie, you feel that. You know, type of perspective, and uh, and, I, and sometimes that kind of comes across a little bit the wrong way. I went back and watched Memento a few months ago, or probably like half a year ago, and I remember being really impressed with that movie when I first saw it because the concept is so interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. But you go back and watch it, you're like, it's kind of it's a cool concept, but it's pretty simple. You know what I mean? Like, there's not a lot to the story really. Like, it's fairly straightforward. It's it gimmicky. It's gimmicky, and there's not a lot of meat there. You know what I mean? It's mostly right. the gimmick. Okay, so you talked about it being... We talked about Wonder Woman being too long. You talked about Tenet being too long. So I've been watching a lot of 80s movies, like, because I just stream them while I'm working or whatever, you know, in the background. And most yeah, 80s movies... from James Cameron was too long, wasn't it? That's true, but most <laughs> 80s movies that I've been streaming, it's mostly crappy ones. There, there's a lot of 90 minute 80s movies. Like, oh, yeah, they're like at an hour and a half, hour 40. And maybe like, that's uh, my problem is the I fact think, that I was raised on that shit. So, 
when did movies get so bloated and long? Like, well, did it, people start saying, well, if I'm paying seven bucks to go to the movie, I want it to get my money's worth. So I don't think start. it was so as much that as different filmmakers feeling like they needed this type of length to get their story across. Because you had some of those in like The Godfather and these bigger, you know, directors. And Cameron was doing it. You well, know, yeah, look no, at Cameron was doing it. Look at and it maybe he's that. the problem. Because and, like a lot of the action movies in the 90s, I remember watching them. We just rewatched uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, right? And it's like, that movie should have ended like a scene before the ending scene. Like they always have like one extra scene where you're like, why didn't you find a way to end it like the previous scene? Like, why do we have this extra scene? I remember watching Face Off in the theaters back in the day. It was the same way. It was just like this ending scene just goes on forever. And I'm like, just end it. There's another one that you're hitting on, Buckheimer. Oh, was doing that. And one of his disciples being Michael Bay, in a lot of ways, you look at all his. They were that yeah, way. No, they started no, no, getting I'm going to stick with your, so, your Cameron one. I think it really was Cameron. He could have I think it off Primer and I think Bay is like a Cameron wannabe, really. Yeah, I think so, too. And a lot of that. I mean, he's like a stupid Cameron. <laughs> Cameron, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, mean I, I think James Cameron's early stuff is actually pretty intelligent. But yeah, I don't think Bay has ever made an intelligent movie. But, but yeah, I think that was part like, of it. These filmmakers actually came in and they said they wanted to tell a more extended story. You know? And even if you look at some but of the Star of Wars films, the Star Wars ones were pushing, you know, two hours. two hours. But there was you know? a lot going on in a Star Wars movie. That's the thing. Like, there's a lot of location. Yeah. And there's a big overarching story. It's like an epic. Yeah. And that's okay. Like an epic. But like And I think that's where a lot of these film, filmmakers were going. Guess you know, what movie Cam- I was watching today? Cameron was going for the epic type of stuff. Invasion USA. Oh, that wow. bad boy. Okay. That's a good hour and a half, and it's even too long for an hour and a half. I believe that. Oh, speaking of ones that are too long for even an hour and a half, I watched what? Bill and Ted face the music. Oh, how was that? Um, yeah, it's not good. I, I mean, okay, from a nostalgia factor and a little fun factor, I I gotta admit I kind of enjoyed it, but it's not a very good movie at all. I cannot really recommend it. I mean, there's a couple of you know good little laughs, you know, and things. But as a whole, it is, it's only like an hour and a half. So I'm thinking, oh, yay, they're really going for this nostalgia factor of a good 80s movie. And it's probably an hour too long. <laughs> I had the very sad news today. You guys see on the news, family videos are closing. I did see that. Yeah. Where the hell am I supposed to rent movies now? Uh, you got to get into the streaming service, dude. You but if you, wanna, if you want to rent Amazon Bill and Ted, it's like six bucks. Oh, darn. Six dollars. It was like twenty to rent it because. Oh wow! No, I always wait at least until they rent to the like four dollars special or something. Yeah. You have Redbox. That's true. Redbox. They keep raising their prices too. They're like two bucks now, I think. Are they really? Wow. Crazy. When is Family Video closing? Today. Oh, today is our last day. They said January sixth was the last day they're going to rent movies. Now they're going to. Now they're going to liquidate everything. Okay, so, you so now you need to go to Family Video and start buying all your DVDs and Blu-rays. Absolutely. Right. Be sure to go to that back room, you know, that they've got the... Yeah, uh, where they've mm, got the portos. Yeah. That place is really hard to find. Like, like I I walked past that place like a thousand times and <laughs> didn't even know it was there, right? And then you're like, oh, there's like a back room back here. Uh, I had no idea, right? It's very subtle. Oh, I have no idea. I've never been in there. Oh, it's very subtle. I, I just remember all those, there. like, parents groups, you know, like, uh, freaking boycotting family video because they sold adult films 
Well, they are called they, family. They were okay. out there protesting Monday. Okay. I went by. They, that was years ago, but they were out protesting. So, yeah. so if they're let me ask you this: If they're closing today, right? Yeah. And you have, and say you rented a movie yesterday. <laughs> just keep it. They're still taking you movies. Just back. They're just not renting new movies. No, I understand like, that, but what okay. what are they going to do? Are they, they're going out of business. Are they going to yeah, come after you for your late fee? Yeah, because yeah. they might want their money. They may want that money. They got to pay off their credit. Let's you say know? you're retiring, Don. And you want to grab as much cash as you can before you go out of. Well, you're done, right? So yeah. they're gonna they're gonna probably come after you even harder. That's be what I'd be afraid of. I don't know. I think I'd I'd take my chances. I think. Well, you can do that. They have your credit. Well, I didn't. I didn't go rent a movie there, so yeah. I can't. Okay. Oh, I might still make it. What time do they close? Probably not. They probably they like close. midnight, don't they? Yeah. No, they don't. They change their hours with COVID. It's oh, like much, that's much true. different. That's true. I, so I also watched. Uh, I watched the Midnight Sky with uh, George Clooney. I don't know what that is, Scott. Can you have to? And uh, was it Felicity Jones, the girl from Rogue One? You have to tell me what Midnight Sky is. So the Midnight Sky is a Netflix movie, and and it's kind of got a sci-fi bent. Um, the fact that um, George Clooney's character is on Earth, and uh, some type of event happens on Earth, radioactive or whatever the hell else. Maybe World War Three, we're all bombing each other. I don't know, but they really don't go too much in there. But something uh, catastrophic has happened on Earth. Meanwhile, Felicity Jones and is on a spaceship with a crew of a, about a half dozen or so that is coming back from a moon of, of Jupiter that go orbits Jupiter that can actually uh, inhabit life, you know, and can actually, you know, uh, sustain uh, stuff for us. How can a moon of Jupiter inhabit life? Well, it's they, way too far from the sun. Because the fact that what they say is that the core of this planet is so hot, it's basically mm -hmm. heating itself from within. This is what they explain in the movie, okay? But the, the basic idea is really more of a, of a more trying to be more of a personal sci-fi tale of sure. things you know coming in which this ship is coming back to basically a barren earth and this guy trying to tell them no turn your ass back around and go to the freaking place that you just came from that you found could be inhabited because there's nothing here you know and he's trying to figure out a way to get that message to him when you know shit's happening to their ship and shit's happening to him because he for whatever freaking reason well because this freaking catastrophic catastrophic event was happening on earth the only really safe place you could go for the last place before this radioactivity or whatever hits is of course like antarctica or something like sure. this so he's in the freaking you know snow you know and all this other crap that happens and there's some other little you know obviously twists would you there. i would recommend it uh from mm -hmm. like a little you know more personalized kind of sci-fi type thing yeah um, it didn't seem to, it's, it's around that two hour mark, which for me, you know, my ADD seems to be pretty good. Cool. Um, it's so I, overall, I liked it. It's got good acting and things that there's like you pointed out, there's definitely a little plot hole type stuff, you know, and things in that, but overall I thought it was a decent movie. I mean, and it was free, you know, on Netflix. So you know. I felt that I did not waste my time on that one. I felt it was better than say Wonder Woman 84 or Bill and Ted Face the Music. How about that? That's pretty good. So those are two movies I was gonna watch while I watched Wonder Woman. Still wanna you know watch what two. I watched? 
What did you watch? Cobra Thank Kai season uh, three. Oh, what? Yes, oh. I did watch that. Okay. Hash Brown Knack. Hash Brown what? Did you not watch Cobra Kai season three? I've seen part of it. Don't spoil it. I did watch Cobra Kai season three. I've only seen part of season three. Johnny keeps telling everybody to hash brown it instead of hashtag. Hash instead of hash hashtag. Yeah, I saw. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I've totally forgot about that. I mean, Johnny says a lot of stupid shit, so to remember in the exact ones, I don't know. Except for I love his dojo, man. I want one of those t-shirts. Yes. I do, and this won't spoil anything, Drew, and I, I don't know if you're there yet or not, but when uh, when him and, uh, well, maybe you have gotten there, but when him and Dan Daniel are driving in the car and he's talking to his wife through the car, yeah. have you seen that? And he keeps leaning over to the steering wheel to talk because he thinks he has to talk. Talking into the steering wheel. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. Um, it was too short. Now we got to wait, like, what, another year? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I watched a movie. It's called Santa Jaws. You didn't watch the, uh, the Mel Gibson Santa Claus movie. Fat Man? Fat Man. I had that scene. No. Okay. But I did Is watch it. I haven't watched or do you it. just boycott Mel Gibson? Well, no, I like Mel Gibson. Oh, okay. It just looks it's, horrible. It's like a Santa Claus action movie with Mel Gibson. I don't know okay. It got made. Like what? what it's, you it's like an alternate reality. It's like one of those fake Ben Stiller movies in uh, what do you call it? What's that movie? Zoolander. No. Um, Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Yeah, it's like one of those. Like he didn't think it was real, but here it is. Okay. In yeah, my Santa Claus is great. It's about a shark that wears a Santa hat and goes around and kills people. You like shark movies, don't you? Like you watch all the Sharknadoes and yeah. Then we watched we watched another movie. I don't remember the name of it, but it's basically uh, dark matter goes through the earth, and it's in California. Of course. And, and earth. That's the epicenter like, of the epicenter. There's like a, a massive earthquake, a massive tidal wave, and tornadoes, all at the same time. It was pretty cool. I watched, I finished Lock and Key, finally. What? I know I'm like a year behind. Jesus. But I finished that. I, that was good. Oh, yeah. It was good or not? Yeah, it was good. good. I it's liked good. it. I liked it. Good show. I never finished it. Yeah. I mean, it's got a little bit, it tries to be more of a, give a little teenage bent, I think, in some cases there. Yeah, but. a little bit, but no, I mean, it's pretty cool. I, I like how they take these comic books and they twist everything a little bit so it's a little bit different than the book but you yeah. keep the core kind of the same yeah i mean you could definitely tell they kept a lot of the influences in there but they tweak a little bit here and there and since don shared his hbo max stuff so i could watch wonder woman i've been watching the bow that's crazy but not great i wouldn't really recommend it it's a little slow but it's pretty interesting documentary hmm. you guys know what the bow is nope no really do you remember allison mack from smallville Yes. Yep. 
Is it that thing? Yeah. Her she, whole she freaking, the sex uh, cult. Yeah, that whole cult that she was. Yeah, it's like She her, didn't exactly form it, right? Well, she kind of did. Oh, really? Like her, I thought it was whoever she was, Her and Keith Ranieri, the, the leader of the cult, kind okay. of helped for But she was kind of the head of the sex cult part of it. Okay. Wow. But yeah, and they like... Brand, I didn't know that's what the vow was about. Yeah, that's what it's about. And they oh, brand yeah. like that dude's initials right close to their vagina or whatever, you know? Yeah, and yeah. It's pretty, pretty crazy stuff. Wow. So it's pretty interesting. So I've been watching that. Is that like in the Matrix when they flipped their eyelid up? Is that the Matrix where they flipped the eyelid up? What movie is that where they flipped the eyelid up and they got the little UPC code or whatever? No, yeah, I'm not, not familiar with that. I don't like Matrix though. That doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, I don't think it's the Matrix, but I, I think. Speaking, I about. speaking of the Matrix, did you see that uh, the Office open that wasn't used? That was like the Matrix. You know what I'm talking about? So I was on Facebook and there was like a, it was like an unused opening for like the office. Yeah. And it's, um, it's Jim and Pam pulling a prank on Dwight where they totally pull like a, a matrix on him. Mm-hmm. And like he's sitting in the office and they get a cell phone delivered to him <laughs> and he's like, don't, those, those guys are coming to get you. And anyway, he, they go through all this stuff and he sneaks out and they tell him to go to the warehouse and he goes to the warehouse and they've got a dude dressed up like Morpheus and he's sitting in a chair telling him that the matrix is real or whatever. And he's like, the movie for the matrix was just uh, like a, a way to get people to follow, fall in line or whatever, you know, like type of thing. And he gives him that he's got the red, blue and the, bl- he's got the red pill and the blue pill. And he tells him if he takes the red pill, like, He'll go down the rabbit hole, and if he takes the blue pill, like, everything will go back to normal. And Dwight's like, I'll take the blue pill. <laughs> He's like, what? He's like, what are you talking about? And Dwight's like, yeah. He's like, I'm in a really good place right now. Like, I I own the building. Like, I'm the manager of the paper company. I'm, like, in love for the first time. And he's like, yeah, I'm happy. He's like, I'll take the blue pill, even if it is made up. I don't care. <laughs> so, like, Pam and, and Jim are, like, watching this. And the dude keeps trying to get him to take the red pill, and he won't take it. And he, like, he looks up at the camera, and he's like, is it medically safe for him to take the blue pill or whatever? <laughs> like you just see, you see Jim like just throw everything down and just like start running like away or whatever. I don't know. It was, it was kind of funny, but uh, I don't know. It was on Facebook. Some, if you don't um, use it, then it must not be very good. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there was a problem with, with like the Matrix or something. I have no idea. Get a suit or something. Or they couldn't get the rights. But yeah, that's mostly all I watched. I didn't. I didn't read a lot. I didn't watch a lot. I don't know what the hell I've been doing. Oh wow! Watching. We also watched um, Ma. Have you seen that? Either of you guys seen the movie Ma? I haven't. No. No. Neither one of you. It's all right. Do you know what it's about? Like, kind of starts hosting parties for teenagers and then gets all crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It was okay. It was kind of I don't know. Like the whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm like, why would this like whatever thirty eight year old woman like want to hang out with teenagers? <laughs> Just let them come over and drink in their ba- in her basement. But whatever. It was all right. It wasn't great. But I watched a older movie just because it was on Netflix and popped up there. 
speaking of Mel Gibson, uh, the professor and the madman, it has Mel Gibson and Sean Penn, mm-hmm. in which it's talking about uh, it, the early days of the Oxford creation of the Oxford Dictionary. Oh, and that which, sounds riveting. Yeah. Well, you get these two strong actors, and it was kind of amusing with Mel them. Gibson who? Uh, Sean Penn. Okay. And Mel Gibson plays basically a guy who, a linguistics type of professor who knows a lot of, you know, languages and things, although he never really got his degree, so to speak. So he was always looked down upon a little bit on the, you know, fraternity there. And then um, the uh, Sean Penn plays like this doctor, American doctor, who I get, they don't really know what's wrong with him, but he's basically going insane. And while he's in the, insane asylum you know the they're trying to you know find the uh history of words you know and things of this nature and sean penn is like just basically feeding them tons of stuff because he has he it's one thing that he can like latch his mind onto in this crazy state that he's in and can seem somewhat coherent it's kind of it i mean like i said as a overall movie you're right it's not exactly the most riveting of things but because you have these two strong actors you know that are doing stuff it's actually pretty good in some respects can't really say i recommend it but wow it's a um, strong not quite recommendation yeah all, wor- all words all are wor- made up words are made up exactly right it's true all right let's uh we've probably been talking yeah about i mean we've already been like an hour so and just talking about all the movies that we watched out. all the time oh uh yeah never mind go ahead what were you gonna say i was gonna say that uh for Christmas, I got like one of the best gifts. Yeah, an actual like Force Elite like Black Series uh, lightsaber. Oh wow! I have to show you a picture of that one. Real thing. On. Yeah. Cool. I uh, finally ordered a printer. Ooh, sweet! Make your own miniatures now to paint. Damn. Wow. What? I ordered a three D printer. It won't be here for like three months, but come back one. Nice. Cool. So, all right. I guess you probably have the most stuff done, so why don't you start? Because I didn't read anything. I really don't. So what I started doing was um, Starman. 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 I can omnibus. be reading Starman with you. Oh, really? I don't know. My Starman's bound. I have four hardcovers so I never read. You've never read the Starman series? No, I've read them. I mean, I... I bound four hardcovers. I did not read them after that. I had gotcha. them bound. So you read okay, so these, I bought these. The first one came out like in 2009. I think the last one came out in like 2002 or 12, and I have not read them. So they've been sitting on my shelf. Them. I bet they're worth money because they're out of print. They are. In fact, I probably, so I read one through four, and it started volume five. But volume five is out of print, and it was still sealed in the plastic. I tore it out. Ouch. Someone was. Well, you just took down the price of that by 20 bucks. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I'm I could even lend you mine. I think someone sold like an entire set of all six books for like 750, 800 bucks. Yeah, that sounds about right. Holy crap. They're like, aren't they like 80 bucks a piece or 100 bucks? They were 50 when they came out. 50 that's not bad yeah only 50. so well i paid i'm sure i paid 25 for them because i get 
aren't that expensive. It just depends on the number. Like number volume one, you can get on eBay for sixty. Volume yeah. four, you can get for sixty. I think five was the hard one to get, maybe. Anyway, um, but the cool thing, well, the other cool thing is, so I got the first volume autographed by Tony <laughs> Harris. And then I couldn't, I couldn't read the second one. I had no idea. We are all of us in the gutter, huh? Cool. It's um, it's, it's uh, James Robinson. I don't remember ever meeting James Robinson, but apparently, I met him on three sixteen of fourteen, and he signed my book. It must have been at a planet. They must have had a planet, planet or something. One year, and we, I went up to him, and he was like texting on his phone. He's like, "Yeah, just give me a minute." And he sat there text for like five minutes while I was waiting for him to sign my crap. I'm like, hmm. "All right, dude. I mean, you're here to sign stuff. I understand if you gotta send a text or something. Maybe you had a family emergency, or maybe he was doing a deal. Could have been. I don't know. It just was kind of rubbing me the wrong way a little bit. The really the really cool thing about the Starman omnibuses is it has everything. Like, it collects, like, all of the, there were, like, I think volume two or volume three, it has, like, two or three, like, DC showcase stories. Um, there was a, I think it was a Shade miniseries. Um, in volume four, there was, like, a crossover. They did a crossover. It was a four-issue, two-issues, and... Um, Starman and two issues and Power Shazam, and they had the Power Shazam that uh Jerry Ordway series. Way too so many it collects everything. crossovers in that series. There weren't really a, that, that many, I mean, there were, but but not that many. And then they did the Starman Batman um Hellboy, and that's in there, so that's cool. But um, so anyway, I read up to volume four which in the main series, which I think it ran for what, 80, 81 issues. Um, it gets up to um, 46. So in four of the omnibuses, we get up to 46 because they do have like, in each of these is like, that's like 450 pages, man. I read like, 1800 pages of comic books it's crazy that's a lot that would have taken drew but like two hours that's why i haven't read my omnibuses yet it's just too much yeah well get caught up yeah instead of watching wonder woman 84 you should no, have i went read to the comic omnibus. book store today i came home with like a stack of comics this big to read so i got oh, lots wow. of stuff to read now gotcha um it's really good i remember did he do what was that golden age right that was james robinson yeah and that was before this correct i think he's obsessed with the golden he's obsessed huh? with the golden age yeah no i know but i i i never owned a copy of the golden age and i think i borrowed yours i remember reading it and liking it but have you ever read starman at all Drew? yeah i read the whole series oh okay I found it um I just didn't reread gotcha. it. Gotcha. It's good. I mean, I've never read it. Okay. No, I've never read it. Oh, wow. No, I've never read it. This is my first read of it. I thought you read it and then you bought the omnibuses because you loved it so much. Nope. 
No, I bought the omnibuses because I wanted to read it because I'd heard so much about it back then. I never got around to reading it because. No, I don't have the single issues. I've never read what? the book. Holy yeah, crap. That's. Yeah. I, wow. I'm going to have to write that one down. Don did not buy something in single issues from DC. <laughs> I know, right? No, I bought the omnibuses because I wanted to read it. And then I waited because I was going to wait till I got them all. And then I just forgot about it. And then I never read them because then I got six omnibuses sitting there. That's too much to read at one time. But uh, no, it's really good. He is obsessed with like the golden age, but I've been reading, I have been keeping up with my, um, I bought that uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths box set that I told you guys about that had like 14 hardcovers. And the first five or six of them, I believe, covers all of the JLA, JSA crossovers. And then it takes up to like 1985. And then like the sixth volume is the, um, it's Crisis on Infinite Earths. And then after that, it's like a bunch of uh, hardcovers of collections of like the Green Lantern issues. And like, um, you know, there's one book that has the All-Star Squadron issues. But anyway, so I've been reading that also. So I've been reading a lot of JSA stuff and old JLA stuff. And then the Starman Omnibus is basically, so Starman was a character in the the JSA. He was like a golden age character, the original Ted Knight. And so this book, the Starman series takes place um, where Ted Knight has retired and he has two sons. One's name is David and one's name is Jack, I think. Is that right, Drew? I don't remember. But uh, David's dead. But so David, yeah, David is Starman for like one day and he gets killed. And so then um, Jack has to, Jack kind of falls into the role of Starman. Like he doesn't want to be Starman. He never wanted to be Starman, but he kind of feels like he has to take on the, take on the mantle and like just suck it up and do it. Um, and so he's kind of like, I guess, a reluctant superhero hero whatever and he just kind of learns to fall into the role um there is i know and i i think just from like hearing stuff and like being around hearing around around the series and stuff like there's a big thing with like he has a son and like that plays into it like at the end of but um i'm just now getting to the part where like he goes into space oh that's good um, cause I think that's around like issue 48, 49, 50 ish or whatever is like when he goes off into space to try to find, uh, huh? They're like 20 issues in space. Do they? Okay. But, uh, but it's kind of, it's neat. Um, because like, I like that legacy kind of stuff. I like the golden age, the, cause I, like I told Scott while you were gone, I mean, I've been reading the old. I'm still reading that um, JLA, JSA crossover stuff that leads up to crisis. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to read one of those books every two weeks also. Um, which the the last one that I just read is actually pretty good because you're getting into like the 80s. There's a George Perez takes over and George Perez does some of the artwork. And there's like a three issue crossover where they go to um, uh, 
apoc new apocalypse and so you have like the new gods and dark side with george frez art with like the jsa and the jla is really good um the cover so on the on the front of the book they have like a contemporary artist do like a an homage to one of the covers of that the books in that run and the cover's done by kevin nolan on this hardcover and then it has like some george frez art so it was really good it, it's starting to get into the 80s to where it's more like comics like we're used to you know what i mean drew instead of like the old 60s and 70s or whatever but um but anyway so starman it's very um there's been ted knight then he really um builds the legacy of the starman character because then in i think it was like in the mid 80s late 80s they had a star dc had a starman book that had nothing to do with starman um yeah. i remember buying that book the, the character was like space named like, was will Payton. yeah that's where they're going in right that's where they're going in space to find i remember yes, reading exactly. that book too um, you used to buy it and i read it i like that book and i like that i didn't have to pay yeah pay for it i and just so, read yours right you have to read it for free um so he really does play on the legacy heavily like and like drew said he's in love with the golden age so i mean he really does play in so i mean and then even that crossover with like uh the power of shazam because you have shazam come in there's a lot of stories that go back to like the the 1940s like the 1950s um one of the things that he does really cool is uh, there's a character in there called the Shade, and he's been around since like the early 1800s, I guess. And so one of the one of the things that he does, one of the stories is every once in a while he'll have like a flat, which he started it just to give Tony Harris a break, like on a monthly book, he would do like a, a flashback, kind of like a history with the Shade. So it would give Tony Harris a break and then it would kind of expand on the <clears throat> you know the history and the story of the background of the shade character and then also one of the other things that he does is like i think every year every 12 issues he would do like a a flashback not a flashback but david the dead brother he would come back and have like a conversation so you have so have you gotten to the point where you dread those issues yet because i got to that point not really they've been pretty interesting I um, I've really enjoyed uh, almost all of it. I haven't had a problem with any of it, but I'm kind of into that nostalgia, golden age, like JSA stuff. Like I can tolerate that stuff and, and I, I've been enjoying it. The only thing that that I don't like is when it's not Tony Harris doing the artwork. Oh, yeah. Um, well, you're getting- He's done where now. He... Yeah. Who's the guy who's doing it now? He's yeah, like his... a guy his last issue was like issue 46 or 47. So yeah, I'm out of him now. Um, that Steve E. Owl, I guess is, he does some of it, but then um, I'm trying to think, uh, I don't remember, but the, the guy that comes on at least right after, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing his artwork. But I mean, Tony Harris and James Robinson really kind of created that book. You know what I mean? Like they were both, integral parts and it does lose or miss something i think when tony harris isn't drawing it he had a lot of fill-in issues too like through his run 
I mean, he, he did a good bulk of it, but there were quite a bit of, of issues that, that he didn't do. But anyway, that's, that's pretty much what I read. I read that. I read the four and a half volumes of that. And then I read our, um, I read the authority and I read that, uh, the JSA JLA thing that I just haven't talked about because you neither one of you guys are interested in it. So I just haven't been talking about it, but, um, death or glory. Yep. Remender. Did Scott read that or Drew read that? I did. I read it. I'm sure Drew's already read it. Yeah, I read it. That's probably good. So, you know, the title of it is really great because there's a lot of death and there's a character named Glory. Yeah. So it, it really well. kind of works very well. Um, what did I think of this? Okay, so the basic setup is you got a character named Glory who's trying to save her dad by trying to steal enough money to help pay for an operation because her dad has cancer and needs a new liver. And... Um, so, but unfortunately she gets involved in this whole scheme of, uh, what would you say? An underground, um, organ, like organ donor like. type of thing. Yeah. Where they yeah. were basically taking these people that are, kept, you know, uh, either refugees or people that are crossing the border from Mexico, whatever you want to say. And, um, illegal immigrants, you know, type of things. And then they're chopping them up for organs and selling them on the black market. So it's pretty dark, you know, idea overall there. Uh, it moves at a really quick pace there early on, you know, and stuff of where they, they figure this stuff out, you know, and things she kind of hooks up with, a, you know, an immigrant or whatever, and they're trying to save what family he has, you know, and things. And then you find out that, you know, several of his family has already been chopped up, you know, and things. And uh, then they're, you know, got the little revenge. But even like this, like, what, the... Uh, head chopped guy in this area gets freaking killed within like the first fourth or fifth issue or something like yeah. this. And then you find out there, of course, there's a bigger there's thing, a bigger going, thing yeah. you know, like anything else, but you get the feeling, especially when I was looking through your letter pages in there, you know, mm -hmm. a little bit as, as you have attached in there that unfortunately, uh, Remender had, you know, uh, issues in his own family, you know, with his father, you know, and things. And it seemed like there must've been a big delay and you can almost feel that, especially in the later issues where it was like, uh, I'm throwing a little character here and there, which could turn out to be something more, but I'm going to wrap this up, yeah. you know, type thing. So, you know, somewhere there around like the last three issues or so, it seems like it's just going fast to something. And one of the more amazing things I find is just the fact that poor Glory, like everybody that she knows pretty much gets freaking killed. killed in yeah. this damn book. Pretty you much. know, so it's like, wow. I mean, I understand the idea of being, wanting to be different or surprising or something out of the norm, but holy crap, you, you couldn't have somebody, you know, kind yeah, of. like every, her whole like little community or whatever. Yeah, I mean, all of them out. just get slaughtered in one and way or all another. For like, and they're all there to like save, spoiler alert, to save her. Her, her dad. Her dad. You know, essentially red. Red and, and like, and that doesn't, doesn't even, exactly work out. So everybody dies for nothing. I know. That's like exactly. No, no in game or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of kind of a downer. Well, it really, so, I felt that way. Red but. is her dad, but then why doesn't she 
Why did she call him dad? Yeah, I have no I idea. I never figure that out. I don't know. Because when I reread it all together, I was like, oh, so he is her dad. I thought maybe he had like adopted her or something, or he was like a stepfather or something. I, I, yeah. But no, when I, you go back and read it, yeah, he's like her biological father. Why yeah. did she call him Red and act weird? I don't yeah, know. Maybe it was just because of the way that she was grown up there, you know, with, guess, that with that community and things. Yeah, so I would assume. But yeah, I was a little odd there at first. But then when she tells her backstory, you know, and everything else in that one issue, because you're like, no, that really is her, her dad. Her dad, you know, yeah. things. It's bizarre. So I, I like it because here again, Reminder, you know, is a good writer, you know, and things. Yeah. He knows how to try to flip some things on its head, you know, and things. Uh, that my only issue, I think, was the fact that I felt like whatever personal things were happening in his life at the time, I think affected. I think maybe some of the 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 normal you know pacing that he would usually gotcha. have you know and things and and maybe fleshing out a little bit of these little plot threads that he started you know and things and i mean especially there at the very last one where like two of the people that were really assholes you know in general and one that seemed to be a real you know sadomasochistic type of guy is now like supposedly a good guy and going after the head bad guy i'm just like dude that's a little bit of a flip yeah. for me so it's probably not his best work, in my opinion. Like, I mean, of all, I would stuff definitely agree. Done, it it felt thing. strong though at first. Did you feel that way a little? Yeah, bit? Yeah, like starts out really good. Yeah, and it just becomes like a big, long kind of chase. Yeah, kind of, and just didn't really stick that landing in there. I didn't. Yeah, feel. definitely did that. Yeah, yeah. just. I mean, it's not bad. It's still good. I like the art. The oh. Bengal guy. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's got a very kind How of European style. How many issues is it? Eleven. One. One. That's weird. it is weird. Um, does it does it end like? Is there any? Is there going to be a volume two? Like, does he leave it open for a volume two? I mean, does he like totally end? There's it? a bit of a plot thread that he doesn't clean up, but overall it ends, especially with this character of Glory. You know, now there's some of these other side characters that maybe if you wanted to do a little, uh, what would you say? Um, knockoff or you know whatever type of thing he could do but uh ben, i feel like with this character of glory he really wrapped up yeah it's not like it was super successful a spin-off spin that's what off. i'm looking that's, yeah well that's what i'm wondering did it just not sell and, and i don't think sales or, were great. I, mean, great I don't know that sales were great and then i'm it, from what i read when i was reading those letter pages it looks like they had like a year hiatus which i think really kind of killed things there yeah, there was no and so then I think back that they were kind of like, you know, just trying to wrap it up. It's somewhere there around like issue eight or nine at the yeah. end. Of that. But Reminder always has hiatuses, and he he rants a lot about it in Seven to Eternity because that book is always, you know, delayed. And he says, you know, I'm not really into the whole monthly schedule thing. It yeah, takes, it takes what it takes. I just want to make the best. Well, I he can alludes make. to the same thing there too. In yeah, that one, in that's his new shtick. Yeah, I mean, he he does say very similar type stuff there, but he also starts with the fact that you know that he had some of these issues in the family, and something in one of, it's one of those things that he writes in there led me to believe there was almost like a freaking year between issues. Yeah, I'm sure there was. So anymore. I just buy comics when they come out as far as image series go. You never know yeah, that's true. when they're going to come out, whatever, you know. It's, I don't know if I'm ever going to get a freaking End of Southern Bastards at this point. Jason Aaron? Yeah, probably not. It took him, how many years did it take him to do um, the second book? Got in trouble. 
the harassment was playing with the young things or something? Yeah, supposedly. And so he's kind of on the outs, and so I don't know what's going to happen with that. So he's had to find many, a different artist. How many years did it take him to do a sequel to The Goddamned? And those are only five issues. Yeah. And I don't even know, did all five of those issues come yeah, out? I don't, think fifth, two? I don't think the fifth one has come out yet. Jeez. It's ridiculous, man. Talking Jason Aaron or whatever. I, I watched some of these things with Comic Conline, you know, type thing or whatever. Okay. Where they try to do, you know, some of these like virtual con type stuff. They've probably been one of the better ones, at least trying to organize to get these artists, you know, in there and have people chat and things. But anyway, one of the things that they were advertising, I'm pretty sure it was them. It may have been somebody else that was doing something similar to them, but advertising like Jason Aaron and like signatures from him were going to be like, I don't know, it was like $20 and like oh, wow. graded. It was going to be like almost 50 bucks, I think, by wow. the time you got this stuff. I was like, holy crap. I have his signature on a goddamn, you know, Star Wars comic that I'm pretty sure was free. Yeah, he'll <laughs> sign stuff for free in person. So, if you have it graded, though, if you have it like CGC verified, oh, yeah, charges. That may be true, but this was just like, it sounded like signature period was going to cost him some money. But What's that, Don? I didn't know that he, he charged if it was. Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying maybe he does. I, I've never done it. Maybe. I don't know. I think he, if I remember right, the last time at, at Planet, I think he had like a loop, you know, a free Yeah. But. I love Jason Aaron and his writing, like on a lot of stuff, but I have so much because he's been at Planet every year for I don't know. Well, how he long. lives in that area. Anything that. Right? Yeah. He, yeah. But I mean, like, I have so many Jason Aaron signatures. It's just like I don't even take anything anymore to have him sign, sign it just because it's like. I've been doing it for 10 years or 11 years or whatever, you know? It's like, and I like the guy. I like his writing. I only have it on, like, two things, so. <laughs> well, I have, like, I think I have every soft cover volume with scalp signs. So, however many, I think there's, like, 10 or 11 of those. And then, you know, single issues and stuff. But, I mean, I, I like the guy, but he's not the most outgoing person and so like even going up to his table to try to have you a conversation trying with him. to break the ice you know with him in different yeah. ways which is funny you almost you have what? to find little conversation pieces to break the ice with him because otherwise yeah, he'll just, you know he'll have this kind of just overall almost unapproachable look but i remember even when i had him sign something it was a star wars comic i mentioned something about hey i really enjoy southern bastards you know and where you're going you know and uh, wondering where you're going and then he like it was amazing his like face lit up you know and stuff and he said well thanks you know and things you know and, and then talked a little bit more but granted he had a long line so it wasn't much of a chat but it was just right. it was almost in his face you know you could see that you know expression just change of oh i'm here side and stuff oh really something like something else that you know is a little bit close to my heart you know type thing so right yeah, yeah and, and i mean i like I said i mean i I, I mean, not everybody's outgoing. Not everybody's going to have a conversation with everybody, but he just seems like the type of guy. I mean, like I, you know, tried to come up with a conversation or like a starter and it's like, oh yeah, thanks. I had fun doing that. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like. That is true. One, yeah. He doesn't go very far. Answers, yeah. Yeah. So one word answers move along, you know, nothing to see here, which is fine. It's just, he, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I, I like almost everything that he's done. I love his writing. It's just, I, 
I have no reason to like go wait in line at his table to get anything signed anymore. For years, I've got. You know, years there really wasn't much of a line. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, even when I went oh, to yeah, absolutely. here a couple of years ago, it he had a little bit, but it sure didn't take me very long. Yeah. I mean, it, it moved pretty fast, yeah. and you know, I maybe waited five minutes in line. Yeah, so. I like Jason Aaron a lot. He's a good writer and he's a good guy. He's just not real. Like you said, though, he's not real for both. Yeah. 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 I mean, and and he's he's not rude. He's very kind and very. Exactly. Absolutely. He's just not engaging, and that's fine. I mean, you know, if you spend four. Fourteen hours a day, six days a week, locked in your basement writing. Like you know, that's. I mean, I don't know. I think a lot of creators, I'm not very writers, artists. Still after this year, that's for sure. Working from home. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything. You're right? jumping right to authority, huh? Should we knock out right to our room? homework? So I have not one, but two absolutes. That's really nice, dude. Man, you always have the cool stuff, Don. I don't know. This is a second. This is like a second edition. I don't have the first edition of volume one i had to wait for them to reprint it and then i had to buy it so this one is basically the end of the warren ellis and uh, brian hitch run and then the start of the uh millar or whatever you want to say however you pronounce his last name and uh quietly so their start there yep. Um, the uh, Warren Ellis Brian Hitch run, the in the last four issues. I didn't like the last four as much as I liked the first eight, but it was. Still oh, I totally hilarious. agree with you. No, I liked the last four. I thought that was I definitely better than the middle story. I thought. Oh, the sliding Albion or whatever. Yeah, it was. I thought it was better than the sliding Albion. Maybe not as good as I the don't... very first story. That first story was great. Uh, I, I yeah. think with the whole freaking Kaizen or whatever the hell. Yeah, group but was. I thought it was cool. Liked you like the whole but killing liked, God thing? Yeah, I, I like the whole idea yeah. of like there's you know there's this thing that made the earth but it got knocked out. I thought it had a lot of cool ideas in it. I guess there's some definitely ideas there. It just made me think of uh, Ellis's politics, I think, too much getting uh, into there. Yeah. So No, it felt very I, like uh, Lovecraft. Could be. Well, yeah, I mean... Lovecraft was in the damn book, right? Like, that's who that was. Essentially, yeah, the little, well, no, you're thinking of the second guy, right? The Millar run, right? No. No, 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 no. No, no, no. He goes to visit a writer in 1913, whatever, who had stayed up in, in, was writing for like 36 hours straight without any sleep or whatever. And he had this vision of that, that God or whatever that came to him. I mean, well, damn, no, I missed that entirely. Dang, you're, dang, Don, you're sweet. Are you reading the same it's book? HP, 
it's H.P. Lovecraft. They just didn't come out and say H.P. Lovecraft. I mean, no, I, you know, you say that and it makes me think, yes, I probably totally missed that. I don't remember that. No, no that's cool. Did you guys find it? Uh, that's all right. So overall, though, the art there throughout all that is pretty freaking sweet, though. I mean, it is Brian Hitch there, so. It's true. Here. It did kind of turn. Rhode Island. Whatever page that is, Judgment, Rhode Island. He goes to visit the writer. Not in my book. What? Oh, wait. Hold on. Okay. Fancy. Yeah, maybe it's like a extra scene. Okay, no, no, no. I, I'm really sorry, guys. So, like, my... That's why I was asking Drew. This has... That's the planetary... Um, that's why you didn't see it, because you didn't read it. That's... They did a planetary... Sorry. Um, authority... Crossover, oh, yeah. and that's what that's in. Oh well, I've got that, but that's just not in this one. No, it's not in the. It was not in the assigned reading. Right, Did you no, make reference? It fell, send back to this story in the Planetary Authority crossover type yeah. thing. Yeah, it, it, it fell God. in with the story. I'm gonna have to go look at that now. And that's that's right where it, it fell in. So yeah, Lovecraft, like, um, what's his face? The the main guy from Planetary. Um, Elijah Snow. Elijah Snow, the the guy that's all white, the albino, or whatever. Yes. Yeah, he goes to like he goes to Rhode Island and he runs into um, um, H.P. Lovecraft, and H.P. Lovecraft ha has a vision and sees that God or whatever. Um, anyway, sorry. Like, yeah, that was not like putting two and two together. Yeah, like I said. It's Lovecrafting. Even the writer knows that. That's right. So, no, I thought it was yeah. cool. I like the story. It did kind of turn to like a fantastic voyage kind of thing at some point where they're like going through the... To the center of the earth. To the center of the yeah. brain or whatever. Yeah, but... And I did feel I like did. it was a good way for his Jenny Sparks character to go out. Yeah, as well. well. That was cool. You know, which makes sense, you know, with the whole type of things. And I kind of like the fact that this being the end of Ellis's run, he got to take out one of the characters that he created, you know, yeah. type thing. No, like I said, I really liked this last story. I thought it was very well done. It was, had some cool ideas. I thought it was executed well. So. Yeah, but I agree. Like I say, I don't know. I just think I, in some respects that I got the feeling like it was a little bit of... I guess it wasn't as action-packed or whatever. You of know. his, uh, of Ellis's politics type things maybe in it, but could be. No, it was it was still really good though. I enjoyed it too. Like Drew said, I mean, I I really enjoyed kind of the concepts and the ideas of of the god of the, you know, creating the planet and then running off and then whatever, like the meteor hit the earth and knocked it off like its course a little bit and created the moon and it turned the temperature oh, yeah. right or whatever. To, and then no, I loved I mean, all the explanation, and I loved the yeah, terraforming I mean, it was trying to do for it as well. And going, we got to get right. rid of the freaking insects that have taken over, <laughs> taken yeah. over my freaking vacation home. <laughs> right, it's kind of cool. Like this dude comes back after whatever three trillion years or whatever it is, you know, and it's like, 
oh, what are what are all these ants? Like you said, you know, these, the hell are all these cockroaches all over my vacation home? Damn it, I got to right, fumigate right. it. Yeah. So yeah, it was cool. Like, and, and I mean, you know, it's like Scott was saying, you know, his views or whatever. I mean, I didn't really see. I mean, I did. Like, like I made a mental note. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is you know whatever, but. I don't know. Well, like, I agree with both. I think what affected me a little bit was mainly because of the fact of I remember reading all the Stormwatch stuff and following Ellis, you know, a little bit throughout the years. I know that he has some pretty, you know, harsh takes, I think, on religion, you know, and things. Uh, sure. But you know, there's also a part in here, I think, at the the very beginning where, you know, here at the very front part where he says something about uh, for Nikki and Lily, who put up with me laughing to myself all day as I killed God, yeah. you know. So, you know, I mean, okay, yeah, great, but um, right, it kind of almost set a tone there to me before I even started reading again. I got you, yeah. But oh, then Mark Miller and Frank quietly take over. Yes, they do. Um, I, I thought, thought this was pretty interesting. You know, I I like it, and it is so. The references are so there all over the place, you know, of Marvel characters and things of this nature going on. The fact of the big bad guy, they just don't flat out kill. They're like, yeah, we actually like some of your ideas. How would you like to go over here and help us out? Yeah, I thought that you was know, a cool things. idea. Yeah. I, I kind of, you know, especially at the time, you know, if you look back at this from when it came out in the 90s, that was a really, I think, original idea yeah. of just not flat out destroying the bad guy that's been causing all this destruction whatever else yeah. and going hey maybe we can team up with you yeah so um i don't know i enjoyed it yeah it's definitely a, a real different tone than the ellis stuff you know it's a little more kind yeah. of in your face very millerish but i thought he had some cool ideas and i don't know i thought it was pretty well executed you know usually miller has like one hook but i felt like this was early Miller and he kind of was still cutting his teeth and he kind of had a lot of different ideas and not necessarily quite as fine tuned, yeah. which is almost like a strength because he kind of let himself, you know, go in different directions and see where it took him. Um, he really doesn't like the French, <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> well, who probably does? not. But he is There's, English, isn't he? He's like yeah. Scottish, I think. Oh, hell, that probably makes it even worse. It's but, Scottish, um, I don't think like anybody. There's a there's a reference in there about something with the French, and then, uh, well, it's when the Nick Fury character comes in, and he's just like talking smack about like the French and this and that, and then isn't there like when because Miller did yeah. Ultimates, right? It's yeah. the same thing, yeah. Where Captain America's yes. they're like telling the surrender, like, what is that? You see that AMA? It's not a French. It's not a. What does he say? Like, it's right. not a. Flag or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Render exactly. But um, so like, where is this like in is, Miller's? Does somebody like, like the French? Oh, I don't understand. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was odd that there was like a slam to French in this book, and then I knew there was one in like the Ultimates because that's like one of the things that always sticks in my head. You know, it's like this A on my hat, whatever, blah blah blah. But, uh, but with the authority, though, here, and even with the start of it, I felt like Miller was slamming like everybody, you know, true. in a oh, lot yeah. of ways. I, I mean, hell, he has a truck with the damn president of the United States, and it's like a goofy-looking Bill Clinton at that time, yeah. you know, and basically saying, too bad, so sad, 
you know, we're going to do our right. own thing. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, um, so like, I was thinking like with, with that blatant, you know, you know, whatever, rip off homage, whatever to the, to, to the Avengers and Marvel and stuff like, did he, had he done any Marvel work at that point? Like, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. No, I so think like, this was, why would, why would Marvel come after him? Like, Hey, let's hire you to do work when he's like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's but, but, weird. It's, it's edgy. And they hired him that's to do right. It's edgy. And if you look at the authority, it's skewering DC as much as it's skewering Marvel, you know? Well, that's, oh. that's, that's true. But I mean, let's take yeah, Apollo and Midnighter and make him a couple. Oh yeah. Just like uh, Superman and Batman. Hmm. Okay. Right. But I mean, you know, that, that just, I wanted to go back and read the ultimates. Like after I read that arc, you know what I mean? Cause I it was just that. like, it was that. grim and it was grim and gritty, like Avengers ultimates. Like that's what it was. Um, uh, and I really like, I thought I loved Brian Hitch's artwork. Oh my God, man. The Frank quietly stuff, like those four issues. It was just is so good in some of the little details, but I, I his faces I think somewhat they're weird get me a little bit well and because they're they're weird but yet several of them have a similar structure yeah. though as as well so it it kind of gets me sometimes between like the females and the males having similar you know structure type type things but but his overall detail I mean that shot of you know what the giant man or whatever when he gets plowed through the head and things yeah i mean it is beautiful i don't even think this is quietly's best work this is like early frank quietly before he really hits his stride and you know his whole whole little freaking uh you know short dude with all the wrinkles and everything i mean the detail in that and that guess you hit the nail on the head too you know i really love the fact that they continued that whole kind of widescreen, you know, aspect of the authority, you know, when it comes to these action scenes and, yeah. and things of that nature, it really yeah, seems I mean, like, like they still are storyboarding. Yeah. What, like Scott was saying, like, you know, this is like 99, what, 2000 when this is coming out? Like, they, I don't know. It's not that I want like blood and gore, but that, whole plant panel where he goes through his head i mean it's like blurred like you can't really tell what's going on i mean you know you have the panel underneath where then you figure it out but i was like yeah come on man um i mean it's uh, really and that whole part there as well when he gets in there and he's like this is so painful you know or whatever god this is even more painful than it looks because he got his freaking legs chopped off oh. yeah well oh, i mean i he didn't explore all the ideas, but I thought he had some, he did some interesting ideas with them as celebrities, you know, he kind of played with that a little bit. Yeah. And then he played a little bit with the uh, authority as kind of like starting to make their own kind of new world order, you know, what would happen if superheroes kind of ran the world, you know what I mean? So there were a lot of different concepts in there that he kind of touched on. And at the same time, he tells a really cool action-packed, you know, fun, exciting story. I would agree. So, I don't know. I think when I first read this, I didn't really like it as much because I felt like it was too much of a departure from the Ellis Fitch stuff, you know? Oh, really? But going back, I appreciate it a little bit more. 
you know, because I was kind of sad when Ellison Hitch jumped off because I thought they were kind of they were very strong in standard. since they really did that. And you know what's funny is that you know I know we'll look check that out, but Volume Three probably has my favorite story I think out of these four. Yeah, I remember Volume Three. Well, there's that. Uh, well, so I had to go back and look, but just because of the fact that I, but it's the favorite story of that damn rogue doctor. Oh, Holy okay. freaking crap! That one's just insane. But anyway. It- it almost felt like, you know, Warren Ellis and, and Brian Hitch came in and it was like, you know, this is like at 100 miles per hour. Like, we've got the pedal all the way down. And then Miller came in and just cranked it up, like put the pedal like through the floor and just took it. And oh, just I know. It, like, he was like, to hey, the- guys, here you go. Let, hold my beer for a second. Right, exactly. Um did you guys do you guys have like introductions or anything in the in your trades? In my absolute, there was like a Howard Howard Chaikin introduction. Oh wow! No, this one does not. Uh, no, no introduction. There's just like their little dedications, you know, type things. Gotcha. What like in the second volume, the absolute, there was like a two-page introduction by Howard Chaikin. It was pretty cool. I, I was like, that in my absolute. Or seeing or hearing from Howard Jakin, and it, it was kind of neat. So, um, anyway, I didn't know what you guys had. So, yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. I like it. It's no, still. I, I don't know, man. I mean, I was almost just as 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 far as like. Uh, if I had to rank them all four, I mean, I would maybe even throw that that Miller quietly like at the at the front of like all of them like even that that first that first four issue story first, arc by um Hitch and arc is still number one but yeah it's definitely go it's back and read there. it it's, yeah it'd be hard to rank them it definitely would be two or three probably yeah I would yeah. agree it's definitely up there nope. I don't know Oh, with this one I had, there was almost too much going on in the action scenes, and there were too many characters. Like, you couldn't appreciate all of it. Yeah, you know? well, I found myself, I know. Like, Port Quietly had to create so many different characters. Like, well, and I know so many. Um, when I read it this time, I was a little bit more, I don't know, paying more attention, maybe. I remember when I read this the first time around that I messed up on confusing some of the characters you know i think uh, i got yeah. myself confused between the iron man and the captain american character gotcha. you know knockoffs that they had in there and what they were doing anyway at the time gotcha. and who was doing what um i think i was still kind of a little confused on that so. um well, then, i mean you even get like in passing i mean you get like a scarlet witch and then there's like one shot of like a hawkeye character like, oh yeah back well there's that on one the damn shot where like even more of them come out through the damn thing where yeah. I bet you guys probably could recognize a hell of a lot more than I could, but I think it was supposed to be a little bit more of a strange X Men take or something. Yeah, this oh, freaking yeah. thing, you know? Yeah, so, there was like a ton of X Men in there. Like, yeah, and it was weird because he just female, like he cable and yeah, he like he like gender bent everything like before gender bend. You know what I mean? Like he just, he flipped cable into a female, like all the male characters are female. And then like, he, yeah, it was, yeah. Cause I'm like, it's a big giant chick with like a big giant gun. Like that's cable. A, <laughs> like, patch. I think that's even the angel, 
wasn't like the angel character like female also or something angel. i think but uh yeah yeah, yeah it looks like that. i completely forgot about like the x-men um because uh, well, female cyclops because she has one eye that's what i'm thinking even though it's the two eyes wow. right there i think it's supposed to be a female like wolverine, uh, wolverine. yeah who the hell is that yeah he's supposed to be though i'm not sure so but yeah yeah i mean it's a uh, pretty interesting but it's fun yeah. i mean you could tell i mean it just feels like it was something they were having fun with yeah. you know oh great i get to go kill a bunch of you know superheroes mm -hmm. but yeah no, i don't in, know i just I mean, the printing on this is horrible like it, the uh, color yeah my paper is crap the paper I think is it, crap. Caused, it doesn't hold the color well causing it to be a little darker and things yeah it doesn't look good at all <laughs> that's totally worth it oh yeah be, like i'm not trying to sound like a snob or anything but like that paper is so thick on those those um freaking absolutes like i'm sitting there trying to separate the pages because i think they're stuck together but they're just the the page the paper is just well what insanely good showed us there for just a, a little bit i can just tell between yours and mine your the colors are so much more vibrant yeah and just uh yeah. popping off the page this versus this thing yeah it's like a Travis. They don't they don't have page numbers in those and so like as i was reading it like seriously like I, there were a couple times where i thought that it had to be two pages and i was sitting there trying to separate them because i thought maybe i was gonna you know what i mean like i was missing something but man that paper is like we get it yeah. <laughs> that's nice, nice. Well, i think yeah. that's all we have right Still, it went a while until we didn't read anything. We still talked for an hour and 40 For minutes. an hour and a half-ish, yeah. Oh. That's all I have. Don, check that out. Ooh. Sculpting a galaxy. Yeah. What is that? That is, it's like a freaking thick-ass book, but. It's a thick-ass book, though. Yeah. Uh, it's basically talking about, it's Star Wars, you know, and things, and it's talking about the model makers, you know, and, and stuff, and uh oh, it'll have cool. a little story on you know the different models that they made and what they did with them and and stuff like that but uh i don't know it's pretty cool from what i've looked at it so far you know they they basically take these big ass models and ran little led lights through it and they're talking about how hot one of them got and that they melted some stuff and that's a blockade <laughs> runner was originally yeah. supposed to be the millennium falcon but then they, they got to talking and they're like, yeah, let's try to do something else a little bit design there. And so that's about all I've gotten through it. But I mean, they've got a lot of pictures and different little stories here of the different models and things that they did. But it, most of it's taken from the, you know, the model makers perspective, you know, and things. So that's cool. cool. I saw, I don't know, like you, you get on Facebook or wherever and you see a video and then you go to another video and you go to another video, but there was like this time lapse. This dude was building like the uh, Lego, the Star Destroyer. That was like giant, massive. It was like I don't know, thirty thousand pieces or whatever. Like, and the the back of it, the engines like lit up and stuff. And it was just like a time lapse video of that dude like building this thing. And I'm just like, I don't know if it was a kit, like he bought it, or if he built it like spec. Cause 
he like had a desk all set up and you could see he had like all the instructions like on a computer screen and he'd like zoom in and zoom out but then like he had a bunch of bags like on a table that they come in like you know bag one bag two bag three yeah. so i don't know if he was just maybe he was just using the computer to like blow it up but yeah that thing that thing looked insane like i don't i i love building legos and stuff but oh my god i built a few of those bigger star wars sets and man i mean you can't play with them i mean if you build them you display them you know what i mean Cause they, if you touch them they fall apart well no but i mean you can't even really pick them up and uh, I touch know. them i mean they just no. yeah i, I know. understand yeah i just i'm just imagining anyway, you like playing with your legos i I wouldn't say that. Well, right. I made the mistake yeah. of buying my son that dang Star Destroyer one. I think back when he was like, I don't know, eight or nine or All something. Rebuild it. Oh Jesus Christ! That thing took me. I kid you not. I think it took like freaking eight hours to put that thing together, six to eight hours. And I think he broke it within you know thirty minutes or something Super because blue. it was just stupid, you know, heavy and unwieldy yeah. and everything. So, I mean. A guy that I worked with, his kid, his son, his son is the same age as Parker, my son. And um, when he was smaller, younger, like 10, 11, whatever, he was really into the Star Wars Legos. And uh, he bought, he bought like all those sets and put them together. He super glued them together. Like, wow. just like the Lego movie. So that they would fall apart. And then, like, after his son grew out of it, he had, like, all of these Lego sets. And he's, like, talking to me. He's like, hey, do you want to buy this? And I'm like, no, you've super glued them together. I'm like, the whole point would be to, like. Exactly, rebuild them, you know, and put it together. Yeah, in like, no, ways. I mean, it's I basically just your... a giant puzzle, 3D puzzle. Right. I don't want to buy your super glued models now. I'm like, no, but anyway, because it was the same thing. Like he'd put them together and his kid would destroy it in like five minutes. So he freaking glued them together. Yeah. Yeah. See, instead, I just have freaking like five tubs of Legos now. Oh my God. No, I know it. I don't know what the hell to do with them all. Sell them on eBay. Yeah, I could sell it as some big old tub, but I would, heck, I'd have to have somebody come over because not to ship it would be just crap. Just like five cents a pound. Yeah. You can sell Legos for like five cents a pound now. There you go. Cool. All right. Sounds good, man. Anything else, Don? Right. I don't have anything else. Um, are we going to do the are there only four? I have four. eight more issues. Trade. There's yep. Huh? There's two more trades. There's two, two more, more trades. I'll tell you what's in the next one. The next trade only has four issues of the regular series. It's got a bunch uh, of yeah. one. Yeah. I'll Let me know what what you guys are reading. What's in there? We're reading different different versions. So. All right. Have a good night, guys. All right. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.